For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball brought to you by RamShirts.com. The company that brought you Crush City Tees. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram. Visit RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. In this episode, I will be joined by Chris Gordy, who does the Astros pre- and post-game shows on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. I went to the game this weekend. I went to the game on Saturday. And although we had a lot of fun and we drank a little bit too much, uh, that was the only game the Astros lost. So they did take two out of three. We're going to go over those three games with Chris Gordy here in a little while. And after that conversation, we'll give you the uh, starting pitchers uh, for the Texas Rangers series. We've got a four-game series against the Rangers. But first, uh, here's the segment with Chris Gordy from Sports Talk 790. All right, we're now joined by uh, special guest Chris Gordy. From Sports Talk 790, he does the Astros pre and post game. Uh, LSU alumni, co-host of In the Trenches, and the host. Do you host Lock On SEC by yourself? Oh yeah, I do it all, man. I'm always working. Uh, never the grind never slows down. But uh, luckily, the the Astros season is winding down here. And uh, look, I'm not I'm not saying I want their season to end. I want them to go on a very long postseason run once again because. There's nothing more fun than getting into that first week of November and still talking about the Astros. Yeah, we started doing a football podcast as well, so they're kind of running into each other. And someday I'd like to have you on that one so we could talk about Oklahoma. It's mo- it's mostly focused on Oklahoma and Texas. It's me and my friend are Oklahoma and Texas fans, and we had an episode about will they be successful in the SEC. So love to get your take on that someday. But Well, let me jump- just say this. The first oh, go step- ahead. The first glimpse of Texas in the SEC did not fare well for them against Arkansas, so we'll we'll see down the road. But that was a uh, that was a, a bludgeoning of the uh, Longhorns uh, last weekend against Arkansas. Yeah, that was actually the the census, if that's the correct word to use. I'm trying to use big words today. We we both agreed that Oklahoma's ready, but Texas isn't. It'll take Texas a few years. So, what do you think about Oklahoma? We'll just do that real fast. Yeah, yeah. Gotta... I, I mean, they, they've won uh, more consistently than anybody in the Big 12 in recent years. I mean, they've I think they've been double-digit wins just about every year under Lincoln Riley. So their big problem is they can get to the big dance of the, the playoff. They just get basically embarrassed every time they get there. So they got to figure that out. But uh, no, I mean, there's no doubt. They, 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 are, they are ready now to get to the playoff. It's just... Uh, yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, how long is it going to take Texas to rebuild? I saw some people saying, man, we fired Tom Herman for this. So, yeah, yeah. Steve Sarkeesian is a good coach, but it's going to take him a little time. 
So the Astros are hosting the Angels this week or this weekend. Uh, some news, Taylor Jones and Grinky are slated to return uh, on Tuesday in Arlington from COVID. They both said they had COVID. So let's talk about Grinky real quick. This is my opinion. He 100% needs to be in this rotation. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, he'll he'll slide right back into this rotation. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna start in this series against the Rangers. But uh, what you need to see is a little bit more consistency. I think you know Zach's at times this year where things just don't go well for him. I mean, his last start against uh, the Rangers, um, you know, back at the end of August, he, he lasts just four innings, give up six runs on nine hits. I mean, he'll just have some one of those games where just things don't go as well. But for the most part. He has been very good this season. Um, you know, he, he slides right back. You know, as as your one one or two in the in the rotation. Um, you know, the the other thing that nobody's really talked about is he's playing for a contract. You know, he's a free agent after this year. So, you know, you, whether he's back with the Astros or he hits the market and goes somewhere else, um, you know, you're basically trying to impress people to to get that next contract. So, I'd expect Zach to to pitch well. Uh, he'll squeeze in a couple more starts before the end of the year, but man, he's going to have to pitch really well in the postseason because you know, there's been a, a handful of starts in an Astros uniform where he hasn't been great in, uh, in the postseason. And we know, you know, the Astros just typically have a, a quick hook on some of their guys in the postseason. And so I could easily see, you know, however it sets up, if they got Arquiti or Luis Garcia coming out as a, as a long reliever, I could see Zach Greinke getting a hook, you know, in a fourth thing of a playoff game because they don't trust him and he's given up three earned runs and they'll want to make a change. So Zach has got to go out there and prove it and show it. And if he does, I think, you know, not just the Astros, but he'll have several other big time suitors uh, come this come this uh, offseason. So Taylor Jones returns on Tuesday also. Is there somewhere for him on the roster? Yeah, I don't know right now. I mean, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, you know, it's it's fun to have Marwin back. He had a couple of moments this past week, some really good defensive gems. He had a big home run for the Astros. Um, you know, I think he's kind of the the better option over, um, you know, Jacob Wilson, the guy that kind of just claimed off the street a few weeks back. He wasn't very yeah. good. Uh, then you had uh, Robel Garcia, you know, who started the season with the club, and I know a lot of fans weren't happy with you know, what they saw out of him for the most part. And so, you know, it depends how many extra infielders you need. I feel like you keep Aledmus Diaz because, you know, obviously he's uh, been one of your key pieces ever since he came back from the broken hand. He's going to play a role in this team in the playoffs. So if you got him and you keep Marwin, no, I mean, I think Taylor Jones is is back to AAA and, and he'll be playing for the Sugarland Skeeters because, you know, as far as the outfield goes, they've got Jose Siri here right now along with, uh, Jake Myers, along with Chas McCormick. Like, I just feel like the, the guys I got here right now are all better options than Taylor Jones. On Friday, the Astros offense showed up big. They went 10 to 5. Altuve, Bregman, Correa all had three hits. Bregman drove in four runs. He's been amazing since he's uh, returned from the injured list. Framber Valdez gave up five runs, only four earned runs, and had five walks. I always looked at Framer Valdez as the ace of the staff, and a lot of people say it's Grinky, but in my opinion now it's turning towards the playoffs, that it's Lance McCullers Jr. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you can't go wrong with any of them. The, the interesting thing will be, you know, let's just say hypothetically, because it's kind of been looking this way the last couple of weeks, and 
you know, will probably stay this way. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to jinx it, fingers crossed. But if the Astros are playing the White Sox in the in the ALDS, you know, keep in mind it's first one to three wins. So, you know, if you're if you're getting the first two here in Houston, you want to make sure you go out there and take care of business of that against against them, win those first two, and then who do you trust in a game three up in Chicago? Um, you know, however you shake it out, I, I think you can't go wrong. I would lean more towards maybe I want to get Granky a start at home because, I, I don't know, maybe concerns me a little bit on the road. I would trust Framber or uh, Lance maybe a little bit more in, in a game three. But then again, is it disrespectful to McCullers in the season that he's had, you know, to hold him off and not start him in a game one or two of a playoff series? So I don't know. That, that's all for Dusty and the, the analytics team to figure out what makes most sense. But, yeah, I mean, right now – I. I couldn't make a case. I mean, I could make a case for just about any one of those three to be one, two, three in the rotation. I mean, I really think, uh, you know, I think all three of them have had fantastic years. Obviously, Framber missed the start of the year, but when he came back from injury, he was so good. And like I said, Lance has had a great year, and, and Zach's really kind of had an underrated, uh, solid year. So I, I think you can't go wrong. The question is going to be who goes game four? You know, <laughs> what happens with Odorizzi? What happens with Jose Urquidy, who's, you know, hasn't been hasn't been really lights out since he's come back from injury. Uh, Luis Garcia, I know they're concerned about his innings totals because he's pitched the most he's he's ever pitched. But, man, he's mm-hmm. been so good for you this year. So you have a lot of options there. Um, I think they're going to really want to see something over these next couple of weeks to uh, to kind of separate from the pack and make things a little bit more clearer. Yeah, you talked about Luis, Luis Garcia. He started last night, and that was the game that I went to. And we lose four to two, but you know the offense. You know, I I, I don't want to use the word I used on Twitter, but I'll say it. They blew their wad on Friday, scoring. That's how I said it. And Luis Garcia gives up four runs, and he goes five innings, which isn't too horrible. But I was really looking forward to seeing Luis Garcia, and he's someone that I have confidence in. And I never really thought about uh, the fact that, you know, his innings are up high, you know, the most innings he's pitched all season. So maybe that's, you know, maybe he needs some rest. I don't know. But also in that game, Brantley left with a right knee discomfort. He's day to day. Do you have any news on Brantley? Uh, they, the latest on that, they said he's, he's day to day and they said it's not that serious. So it's a little bit of a knee injury. You know, what was so interesting was just a week ago, we had kind of the same thing with uh, Jordan Alvarez. You know, he he hits a ball off his leg and crumples into a heap. And I think everybody on Astros Twitter is going, oh, my God, what happened? Like, what you know, is uh, did we just use lose Jordan? And sure enough, he, I think he missed, what, a game, ended up pinch hitting, and then was back in the, in the lineup a day later. So... Uh, that's what I'm hoping for with Brantley is, you know, they said it's not that serious. I'm hoping and he, he, you know, he misses a game or two and then he's right back into it. And, uh, cause this lineup is, I mean, the way it's shaping up, I mean, once, once Brantley's back in there, I mean, they're back fully healthy again. I yeah. mean, it, it really is interesting. You know, every year there's always been somebody that uh, is either banged up or not a hundred percent as the playoffs are getting closer. But, you know, again, uh, knock on wood, this team looks to be in pretty good shape. You know, pretty darn healthy with the with the playoffs fastly approaching. So today's game, McCullers was out there uh, six innings. He only gave up one run, had seven strikeouts. That one run, 
uh, was a solo home run, I believe. Uh, tied up. The game was all tied. And then Kyle Tucker rescues the Astros with a big two-run homer. How amazing has Kyle Tucker been since that slow start? It wasn't even really a slow start. It was more of bad luck. Yeah, because he, he had a stretch early this season where he was crushing some balls. And, I mean, they were just finding outfielders or, you know, infielders making leaping grabs. And it's like, man, he's really having some bad luck. But these numbers are pretty spectacular. Kyle Tucker hits the two-run homer in the fifth, uh, basically, you know, give the Astros the lead, and it led to a victory on, on Sunday. But he's batting 429 in 10 games in the month of September, Four doubles, a triple, three home runs, nine ribbies, and six walks. I mean, you can make an argument. He's the Astros' greatest hitter right now, um, the way that he's that he's been playing since he's come back from injury. So, yeah, I um, I, I think Kyle Tucker is going to be a big, big part of this offense once you get into the postseason because, you know, there's been guys that have been up and down. Yuli's been up and down. Uh, Altuve, hate to say it, he's been up and down, although – you know, keep in mind what happened last year. Correa and Altuve were really struggling with the postseason approaching last year. And then what happened? They get into the postseason, the bright lights come on, and boom, those guys switch it into a ridiculous mode at the plate. So, you know, that, yeah, exactly. that's that's kind of the hope with those guys. But, you know, I think Jordan's been been really good as of lately. I mean, just and then Bregman, you know, we mentioned since he's been back in there, it's been so good. It's just up and down this lineup. It just... I was looking at the Blue Jays lineup today, and and they have a very potent, really dangerous lineup. Mm-hmm. I still don't know if I take it over the Astros when fully healthy. Like I still think, I mean, how amazing is that when you talk about a lineup that lost George Springer, that lost all these pieces throughout the years, and yet this may be the best Astros lineup, you know, one through nine when all these guys are really doing their thing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really good. Today, uh, Sunday, the Astros had eight hits, and Yuli Gurriel had four of them. He went four for four today. How he's hitting three fifteen. How how's he doing this at, at his age? It's amazing. Uh, yeah, you 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 well, Yuli. Uh, I think he was he was actually um, hitless on on. Uh, where where were we? I'm I'm mixing up my box scores here. Uh, Sunday. Because, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Because I was looking at um, I was looking at uh, Friday when they were so good at the plane on Friday, and then Saturday they're not good. And then you're right. Yuli gets hot at the plate on Sunday and ups the average to 315. But I mean, you still you take away his four hits. You only had four four other hits from the rest of the lineup. You only had six hits yeah. total total on Saturday. The bigger point, you know, and you've and you mentioned every game of this series. The bigger point I was trying to get to with 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 this whole lineup is, man, they just at times they go cold. At times they just it's like you're looking at them going, man, how is this lineup struggling against this pitcher? You know, yeah. and maybe and maybe that's the fun part of once you get to the playoffs is, you know, when you're facing a Lance Lynn, you're facing a, a really good pitcher that those guys respond against the good pitchers. It's just so comical throughout a 162 game season that there are times when they play, uh, you know, a pitcher who you look at his stats and he's terrible. You look at him and go, yeah, this guy's one and eight with an ERA above seven. And then he goes out and pitches five shutout innings against the Astros. And it's like, man. Why does this happen? Like it just it's it gets happens so, all the time. Yeah, it gets so frustrating at times. But yeah. again, it's baseball. I always try to tell people never overreact. You never overreact to a win. You never overreact to a loss. You gotta always look big picture. You gotta always look at, at you know full series. How did the series play out? Um, you know, but it, but there have been those times this year where you're just looking at it and you're scratching your head, going, "Man, how is this guy pitching so well against this potent, dangerous lineup?" Another thing I want to point out to you, 
I, I, I looked at it. I wrote it down. I didn't believe it. So I looked it up again and I wrote it down. And I'm getting ready to tell you and I still don't believe it. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I came up with. The bullpen allowed zero runs in the Angel series. How amazing is that? Yeah, it's <laughs> it, there. Look, I don't want to say I don't trust the bullpen, but there are times when I just don't trust this bullpen. I mean, it's, you know, I, I and I really start to wonder who is going to be the odd man out on the postseason roster because we know Ryan Presley's in. He's been so good as, as a as a closer. We know Kendall Graveman is in. You know, he was a big the big acquisition at the trade deadline. He's been shaky at times, but overall, he's gotten the job done and, and been really good. You know, what do you do with the long relievers? If if you're taking Garcia out of the lineup and moving him to the bullpen, or out of the rotation, and moving him to the pen, if you're taking, you know, Jake Odorizzi is a, is a seasoned vet. I don't think you're going to leave him off the players' playoff roster. And then Christian Javier, what do you do with him? He's a guy who can pitch multiple innings for you. And so if you have all those guys there on top of the starters, you know, I know Dusty's affinity for the lefty, but is Brooks Raley really a guy you want to bring to the postseason roster? Uh, Blake Taylor is a guy who's been up and down throughout the year. Phil Maton is is a guy you you got at the trade deadline. You know he's been hot and cold at times. I just don't know you know who are the guys you really trust. I think Ryan Stanek for the most part has been good this year. Again, yeah. he's had he's had shaky times and and all that. I think just about everybody has. But if I'm looking at it right now. Guys, I trust out of the bullpen going into the postseason. It's it's uh, Ryan Presley, it's uh, Kendall Graveman, probably Ryan Stanek, and I just really wonder if Dusty's affinity for Brooks Raley keeps him on this postseason roster. But you know, for the most part, I don't think there's going to be much more room for any for you know many other guys. So yeah. you know, you just wonder, you know, Ayimi Garcia, a guy you traded for at the trade deadline, will he be here? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so many questions to kind of be figured out here, but I'm kind of that mindset of, man, what ALDS, you just need to get the three wins. You know what? If I can get Lance McCullers to give me six and then I could turn to Jose Arquiti to give me two, you know, I, I might go that option instead of going, oh, oh, lefty. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go match up with Brooks Raley. No, you don't. If, no. if, if Christian Javier's, you know, in, he's going well, keep him in. I, I feel like. They, you know, so many teams just overthink it at times and they play the analytics too much. And it's like, no, man, if this guy ride the hot hand, if this guy's pitching well, stick with him. So the Astros uh, go two and one on the series, 83 and 59, six games ahead of Seattle and Oakland. Last I looked, I think Oakland was losing to Texas and Seattle was tied or or vice versa. I don't know. One of them was tied and one of them was losing. Last question before I let you go. I know you got things to do. Is anyone catching the Astros in the West, or is it a done deal? You know, I think right now, I think the way it sets up, I, I feel I feel good about them winning the AL West. It's just, you know, you sit there six games up on the Mariners, six games up on the A's. The A's have really kind of fallen apart here. They, they've lost uh, four, uh, six of their last ten. The bullpen has been really really bad for them i mean they have ballooned up their eras through the roof they're they're blowing you know they're jumping out and and grabbing leads early and then blowing them late uh and the mariners have still played pretty good ball i mean outside of their series against the astros they've been taking care of business they've won seven of the last ten so you know the mariners could if anybody i think they're the team that maybe could 
but don't discount the, you know, the, as the schedule sets up six of your last nine games on the season are against Oakland. You don't want to go into that series with, you know, being them being five or five and a half with, you know, within the lead of you, because remember you, you also get Tampa comes to town in the sandwiched in between those two series and Tampa's trying to protect the best record in the American league. And they've been really good. So, you know, there's a scenario where, you go out to Oakland last week of September, you lose two out of three there. You come home, you lose two out of three against Tampa, and maybe that leaves the door open for Oakland to come into Houston in that last week with a chance to yeah. uh, you know, win two out of three or sweep the Astros for the division lead. I don't think that happens, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, if I had to put my money on it right now, I think the Astros win the American League West. I think they finish with the second best record in the American League behind Tampa. And I think they'll be hosting the Chicago White Sox in the ALDS. All right, Chris, that's all I have. I appreciate you coming on, and I'd love to have you back. Yeah, definitely, man. Anytime you need it. It's a busy time of year, but uh, yeah. love it. Love it, because that means uh, we're going on the road very soon with the Astros. We missed not going on the road last year, Michael Connor and myself, uh, yeah. with the Astros. But this year, we'll be back on the road with them throughout the postseason, and going to be a lot of fun. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was Chris Gordy. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that segment with Chris Gordy from Sports Talk 790. Now we're going to go over the pitching matchups for the Astros and Rangers series. Four-game series, Monday through Thursday. Every game is at 7.05. And this is brought to you by Dugout Mugs, who this month, they're having the super signature giveaway. 30 prizes in 30 days. You have about 18 days left. Uh, Autographed mugs, cards, photos, baseballs autographed a lot of stuff they i think they're giving away about five things a week and uh text super to 85 311 that's super to 85 311 and you will receive 40 percent off coupon so do it you got to do it so anyway game one of the series astros and rangers odorizzi jake odorizzi six and seven 4.28 era question something to look for guys on monday is will Odorizzi get to pitch more than five innings? That's something to look for. He's facing Howard, who is 0-3 with a 6.21 ERA. Grinky pitches game two. He's 11-5, 366 ERA. He is back from COVID protocol. He's facing Lyles, who is 8-11 with a 5.43 ERA. Urquidy gets the ball in game three. He's 6-3 and three with a 3.51 ERA. Uh, he's facing Arihara, 2-3, 5.89 ERA. And then Framber Valdez is back, 10-5 uh, ten, uh, ten record, 3-26. The Astros going at the six-man rotation. Who will be in? Who will be out for the playoffs? These guys uh, got to make a, a last impression for Dusty Baker, all these guys do before they pick the uh, playoff roster spots. And I'll tell you this. I was looking at the schedule to see if I was going to go to another game. And there are not very many games left. The Astros' magic number is 16. A combination of Astro wins and Seattle and Oakland losses. It's either Seattle loses or Oakland. It's not a combination of that. But you know what a magic number is, folks. But anyway, thanks to Chris Gordy for coming on, and thanks to all of you for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.